0: People like People like games What's fucking outstanding What's up, what's up, and welcome back to episode 51 of People Like Games You already know I'm solo, and... This is actually a slightly odd episode. I was not part of the recording of it because I had some shit to do. And so we helmed it. And so uh, in the process of editing, we actually realized that his intro cut out. So I was tasked with doing the sicko mode Drake-esque intro, which, as you can tell, is not very spectacular because I'm super tired. But without much further ado, let's give it up for... We will. Unfortunately, this time, I'm Solo. Get it? Yeah! I know, I know, it doesn't make sense. But uh, unfortunately, this week, Solo had to take care of some family business, so I am running the show. And unfortunately, for some of you, you're going to think it's boring. Yeah, I would. Uh, I would agree. But guess what, everybody? It's all part of the plan. Yes, it is all part of the plan, and so, without much further ado, let me get straight into it, we're going to do the, as you know, uh, that's supposed to be the soundbite for Plug Walk, but I don't have it, so we're going to do the Plug Walk right now. Uh, as you know, you can find the show everywhere there's fucking podcasts, Um for instance, Spotify, Anchor, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and in the future, Tidal. You're clearly listening to me right now, so I think you know where to find it. But if you want to let me know how you feel about this and if we should be on other mediums and other platforms, you reach out to us. Please talk to us on Twitter at People Like Games, Solo runs that account, and then I'm over at. At Lilo PLG. We want some banter. I want to be able to talk to you. Solo wants to talk to you. And yeah, feel free. We're this the point of the show that we're making it so that everyone can be part of it because people like games. Alright, that's the plug walk, and I'm gonna go over to the talk. The talk is a table of contents and this particular week is going to be pretty short. I'm not going to try to take up too much of the time. I just want to give you the overview of what we do, and So I'm going to start out with a quick scope and that's going to be a quick scope of the industry as I saw it this past week. In fact, it'll probably be more, you'll have a more of a gamer's take on everything and that's just like my two cents. But it is an overview of everything that was interesting since last week. And it's what I thought, so. You're gonna have a well-informed opinion of what the gaming industry was like. Follow that up with the Game Spotlight. And I'll be going over a game that's in early alpha and actually releasing for early access in October, but uh there's more on that later. So without further ado, let's get into the Quick Scope. Alright, so the first thing we got going on, I just want to mention, is that Bioware's Anthem is now in alpha testing, and for those of you who are fans of Bioware and what they've been doing, aka all the Bioshock games, uh, yeah, the next game in the series is currently in alpha testing. Casey Hudson, who is the game developer, has said that all parts of the games are present and functional, and that's just good news for fans of Bioware and of Bioware's next big project, so... I remember us covering a couple of weeks ago, and I mentioned that to me. They take the best aspects of their uh, IPs, Mass Effect, and other games, etc., and just like merge them all together. So you're gonna have a whole bunch of familiar elements in a free Roman game. That um, yeah, essentially will be like Monster Hunter, I guess, just with robots. Okay, moving on. Uh, We're going to go to a topic that Solo would find funny and that I, as a gamer, find sad. But it's it's about monetization of games. Monetization of games in the sense that... Oh, man. Everyone's just trying to get this, man. All that coin. Everyone's trying to get that coin at any given moment. And it's kind of sad. But Capcom is no different because they're coming out with Devil May Cry 5. And that was, you know, to the glee of many fans. But unfortunately, they've announced that in Devil May Cry 5, you are allowed to upgrade your character. You can literally pay for these things called red orbs, and the red orbs will be used to buy moves that you can execute in the game, which allows you, you know, obviously to do more things that a person who can only afford the game can't do. Now, I don't really have a too strong of an opinion about this, just because of the fact that it's only a single player game. There is no like pay to win. There's no, even the game developer said there's, there's nothing that like you can't do. It's just, you get more out of the game if you pay for some of these extra things. And I know solo would go on a big rant about this and it'd be fucking hilarious actually, but it is what it is. And if you're going to get devil may cry five, just know that you can register your credit card to make the game easier. And have you all have more access to shit that other people can't, which kind of sucks. Okay, moving on from a topic that kind of sucks to a topic that I think is kind of sweet. PlayStation has just announced that their PS Now streaming service allows you to download games to your system. What does that mean? Well, if you don't know what PS Now is, it is the equivalent of Game Pass for Xbox. And it is a streaming service that had a whole bunch of titles you could go through and you could play, I guess, through the interwebs. You had to pay for the servers per month and this was I, not in conjunction, this was separate from the PS Plus membership that you could do. So PS Plus allows you to get free games every month and then allows you to play online for certain games that you have already bought. In You know, things like if you want to play uh, FIFA 19 or something like that, you have to have a PS Plus account. Well, PS Now has a host of games and you could only stream them through the interweb. so you had to have an internet connection obviously you couldn't download them to your game um and they just announced that you're allowed to do that so they have over 200 games um currently available on ps now and that includes uh, right now i think 12 ps2 games which is kind of funny That like it's a very specific number but you're wondering like if you hear that statement where the fuck is ps3 games i don't know man i don't know uh Sony's currently living a Thug life They're kind of doing whatever they want right now And yeah, I don't don't even know man PlayStation You're doing a good job By allowing your users To download the games themselves But like what the fuck happened to the PS3 games man I mean I'm sure there's plenty of games that fans Want to see there but You're only streaming PS4 games and PS2 games So that's kind of strange Alright uh, included with the downloading of the games, I mean, the thing to note about PS Now is that it's going to support all the user purchase DLCs, microtransactions, and add-ons that you could get if you wanted to do that. So if there's a game that you're streaming that you're like, oh man, I really want to play the DLC on this shit, well, you could pay excuse me, for that separately and you can actually get it and play with it, but... If you end your subscription, you won't have access to that game. And so you kind of bought DLC for no reason, which is kind of silly. There's a very funny, (laughs) convoluted save process that goes along with downloading the game. And I know this, this is going to sound strange, but if you already started a game via streaming on PS Now and want to continue playing locally on the PS4, you can transfer your save file from the PS Now cloud to your PS Plus membership cloud, which is sold separately. And then after that, you can transfer it from their PS Plus cloud to your PS4 system itself. That's how you get your save file from PS Now onto your local console if you have the game. I'm so confused about that process. And if you think it's a mouthful, it fucking is. But that's what happens when you develop separate pieces of infrastructure and try to merge them. There's going to be some weird convoluted processes before they overhaul that whole shit. So, yeah. All right. Uh, what do we got? What we got? I'm going to bring it over to some more coin news. And it's something that we definitely need to touch on, and I have to do it instead of solo, where he's normally the business half and I'm more the gaming half. Um, we just want to give you some revenue numbers and things that could pique your interest about the industry in general. So if you're wondering, and you're a fan of the Pokemon Go game, total revenue has officially reached over $2 billion according to Aptopia. And the game had done this 811 days since the July, 2016 launch. The first billion of the game was actually achieved 302 days after the game released for, I guess, um, reference, Fortnite only earned half of a billion dollars in 302 days. That's still a fuck ton of money if you think about it. Um, Neantic has clearly seen success and is going to continue to get success the more updates they have. We talked in the past couple of weeks about how Pokemon Go is having a revival of a sorts and has seen its highest numbers since launch. And to be honest with the release of the Switch Pokemon Go and the linking that you could do between those two um, different consoles, like I guess you'd say, well, not really consoles, but those two different mediums to play being mobile and Switch, I think the numbers are only gonna go up and it's they still have a cash cow in their hands. Um, speaking of other numbers, let's roll over to numbers about the gaming industry as a whole, so Superdata is the big data company i guess you'd say that releases all the statistics about the gaming industry in particular and they released their august digital report and they announced that blizzard's world of warcraft has brought in 161 million in the month of august after its debut of battle for azeroth expansion this mid-month release of the expansion also pushed western subscribers for world of warcraft defined by SuperData as all regions except China and Asian markets, uh, to their highest since 2014. So essentially, Blizzard has made its most money since 2014 in one single month because of this new uh, expansion, if you would say, I guess. What's funny is that this comes at the same time that a game that has been at the top of the charts for a long time is seeing a decline, and that is League of Legends. So unfortunately, League of Legends is down 21% year-over-year, year, meaning it's down 21% in August from where it was in August of 2017. And that's just crazy to me because it's just, it was a game that I absolutely loved, and I guess it goes to show that in this industry, it's hard to stay relevant when so much new content is coming out. And it's just something that developers have to fight and that's what they're trying to do by creating new content changing mediums and investing in all these things but i think eventually the numbers are going to decline not gonna lie i mean like 21 percent down from where they were last year is kind of huge in terms of revenue and it doesn't bode well for the future for them but that also could come from these reports of a toxic studio culture and also that it's running its esports operations at a loss Not good business decisions, and as Solo would say, "Who makes these decisions, man?s Who they man?s Or some something like that." Yeah, I'm just gonna go with this. This is really how Solo is. This is Sparta. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much how I feel right now. Um, Other games that made headlines are really other games that were top of the revenue chart. I'll just run through them real real quick. PC, Dungeon Fighter Online took the top spot even though I just heard, talked about World of Warcraft and World of Warcraft came in second. League of Legends was third. Monster Hunter World was four. Game called Crossfire was five. Fantasy Westward Journey Online two, that's a mouthful, was six. Fortnite Battle Royale came in at number seven. Player Unknown's Battlegrounds came in at number eight. Hearthstone came in at number nine and World Tanks came in at ten. And I'll just go through the top two for console mobile, but that was Fortnite came on top for the console, including FIFA 18. Then for mobile, it was Honor of Kings and QQ Speed, games that you might have never heard of, but that's because they were huge in Asian markets. Asian markets be raking in that. That coin. They be making some coin. Um, okay. As far as the business aspect, I think we got it covered there. Um, Solo will probably have more, but I just want to lay out the facts for you so you can impress your friends whenever you're talking to them by some gaming news. Now we're going to go over a topic that Solo would find fucking dumb, but I find extremely interesting and it's about user statistics in the gaming industry, specifically related to the controller use and the controllers chosen by the users on Steam. According to these statistics from PC Gamer, if you're ever wondering who uses what on Valve, apparently Xbox takes the cake. The Xbox 360 controller is the most popular controller on Steam, but PS4 devices are quote unquote, surprisingly abundant. So I'm gonna go into some stuff. Um, Control owners by players on Steam, there's a nice infographic on this, like I said, article from PC Gamer. 27.2 27.2 million people or 45% of those registered users with a controller use an Xbox 360 controller. 11.5 million use Xbox One controllers. 12.2 million use PS4 controllers. 4.1 use PS3 controllers. And then a whole bunch of other users use a shit ton of other things. But... uh essentially Xbox has 63% of the steam market in terms of controller usage and it's just crazy to me. I mean Sony is so much more popular, but I guess Xbox because of them being related to in my opinion uh, Computer services so much more with Microsoft obviously having all the software and whatnot And these os's it's just easier to interface with these controllers in the games and Yeah, go. it's just a funny statistic. I am a user of the Xbox One controller, and I just find them the most comfortable, but that's just me. Xbox is making headlines on Steam, but what it's also doing is that it's finally incorporating that keyboard and mouse capability Solo and I spoke about months ago, and it's actually going to start testing next month, but... If you're wondering, Razer has paired up with Xbox One and they're coming out with support for specific games. These games are going to be on a title-by-title basis entirely at the developer's discretion. So like any mouse and keyboard support is entirely up to developers if they want to enable that option. And it goes into the conversation a lot of people have about first-person shooters and whether or not you think on consoles it would be fair if someone had a excuse me <clears throat> Xbox controller or if they had a mouse and a keyboard. Right now Fortnite allows crossplay and it's one of those things that although it allows crossplay, you can definitely see the level gap or the skill gap in terms of building and who can do what. Now Xbox, up by allowing you know keyboard and mouse, you're opening up a whole other can of worms in terms of shooters, but what's good is that they sort of dropped the onus, and they're like, uh, no. This is gonna go on... This decision is gonna fall on the developers. Is essentially what I'm saying. and I think it's smart on them, because the developers can be the one to upset the fans, not Xbox. It's great. Smart move. Alright, now... Moving on to another fun fact, um, something that we have been talking about for the past couple of weeks has been the title known as Fortnite. I fucking hate introducing like that because you know that they're just they're just dominating all of this. I feel like those those heads at Epic Games, the guys who have the most stock, are just doing this. Smoke weed every day. And just chilling because they have so much money. Anyway, Fortnite, you'd be surprised to hear, is not the biggest game that is watched on YouTube. If you're wondering what it is, the biggest game watched on YouTube is actually Minecraft. Yeah, I never would have guessed that. That is just... Was not on my radar, though I do understand the market for Minecraft is incredibly huge. And this this game has been updated for the past nine years. It's been nine years running. But yeah, Minecraft, as of December 2017, had 74 million active players as a comparison. And this past month in August, Fortnite had 78 million players. But that was just that came out this just this past year. Minecraft had 74 million players, and that's been out for nine years. YouTube has released some statistics showing that, yeah, Minecraft is the one that a lot of people are playing and streaming and watching, and it's just their their biggest hit at the moment. So um, although Fortnite is the flavor of the month, Minecraft is the flavor of years. All these fucking years. Goddamn. Cool stuff. Um, Going over some more sad news. For those who don't know, fans of the series, or fans of the, uh, what kind of games are they? Well, let's just go with fans of Telltale Games were upset to hear that last year, or last week, sorry, Telltale Games has announced that they're going to be reducing its staff by 90%, essentially closing the studio. And they're running out of money and it's insane because they're effectively closing down and they were supposed to release a whole bunch of stuff for The Walking Dead. The Walking Dead, their their prime series, the one that everyone knew Telltale Games because of, right? And bad news gets worse for Telltale Games because not only did they have to lay off most of their staff, but there was a class action lawsuit filed. In California, federal court this week by an ex-employee. And it was because Telltale stands accused of violating the Worker Adjustment and Retraining Notification Act, which is WARN. As it failed to notify employees about layoffs in the appropriate time frame, 60 days. An employee is seeking 60 days worth of wages and ERISA benefits. Not sure what those are. For themselves and the 275 employees who have been affected by the layoffs so 90% of the studio 275 you can imagine the studio is like 350 big they're keeping a couple people to try to apparently push out some products but telltale games making the news for all the wrong reasons and it it's one of the um bullet points in the summary that like the gaming industry can be cutthroat like anything else. And the gaming industry has volatility. And this is just one of those situations where a lot of people are shit out of luck because a whole studio is just going under. I know there's currently, currently reports out that Telltale Games is actually trying to secure um, funding to complete the Walking Dead series. But it's not looking too good. That's just rumors. We're talking about all over Twitter and stuff like that. We'll see how this story plays out, but it's obviously not fucking look good. Not looking good at all, oh my God. Um, It's funny because this kind of relates to other news that doesn't bode well for a company, and that is the fact that it's been recently announced Twitch is blocked in China. And I find that fucking hilarious. China essentially said this. You get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. Mm-hmm. So, um I know that's probably strange to hear, but uh, apparently Twitch this past month was seen on the App Store in China growing in popularity as people were trying to watch the International for Dota and as well as Riot um, International for League of Legends. And it gained so much Popularity that drew the ire of the Chinese government, who then immediately shut that shit down. There's no further details as to why they shut that shit down, but um, it just goes to show that like China is seriously about censorship, as we knew. And this gives credence to several people's theories that there's going to be a split internet in the future, where China's going to have its own internet and the rest of the world will have a separate internet because they're just going about and censoring the shit out of everything i'm really interested to see how twitch is going to react being such a huge streaming platform and china being such a big market clearly i mean maybe tencent paid the chinese government or some shit like that to say hey we're coming out with our own streaming app we don't need twitch let's just block that shit but Really what I think it is is that they can't regulate the content that's on Twitch itself. So they had to block the app entirely until something else can be worked around. I know Twitch is definitely going to be losing money because of this. But there's still so many people watching in the United States and, you know, Western Europe and Europe and all that stuff that they'll be okay. Um, This is just another thing that China is doing. And you see, yeah, it's not going to be. Not going to be good for those Chinese folks over there. Sorry, buddy. Okay. I know I've said a lot of bad news. I want to bring you some good heartwarming stories that Sil and I probably wouldn't cover normally since we just rely on our banter. But there are some cool stories out there, including Bethesda Studios has... I think gained some respect, in my opinion, and they gained some respect because Bethesda visited a 12-year-old boy who had cancer, so he could play a Fallout 76. And if you don't know, Fallout 76 is the next game coming out for Bethesda in the Fallout series, and it's coming out relatively soon, I guess this fall. But uh, in Virginia, the 12-year-old boy named Wes is fighting a rare form of cancer called neuroblastoma, and the doctors recommended can- stopping his cancer treatments because there's nothing else they could do. So it's terminal, right? And uh, Bethesda saw that he wanted to play Fallout and he was a fan of Fallout. And they gave him his wish. So they brought over the game and they played for several hours. And, um, you know, it was essentially like a make-a-wish situation. It's heartwarming to see video game developers getting into this aspect of it. Like you don't understand how, like when I say people like games, sometimes people are, are people love games. It's their entire life. And it's the one thing they would enjoy doing until the end of it. And I know this is strange to hear, but that's exactly what's happening in the scenario. Someone else who gained some respect in that sense is Nintendo because another story came out about them doing the same thing, and they allowed uh, this kid named Chris Taylor to play Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. He too was diagnosed with terminal cancer and he had recently decided to stop seeking treatment because he had six failed treatments. So he reached out on Twitter to Nintendo and Nintendo of Canada was quick to respond where within a week they had Scheduled a visit with Chris and they brought over the game under wraps and they allowed him to play With him and his family and his friends for several hours while they watched and it was just it's just really heartwarming to see that Again, these developers are going out of the way to bring some joy into people's lives who otherwise don't have it and it makes me happy and um, Yeah uh, <laughs> You know what they say uh, no good deed goes unpunished, and I say this because we're making a quick 180, where the Switch recently came out with uh, Nintendo Online, or, yeah, essentially the Nintendo Online service, and within a week, the Nintendo Switch has been hacked, and the NES emulator specifically has been hacked, so I say no good deed goes unpunished because <laughs> as, as, as messed up as that is, uh, people people do not hesitate to tinker and mess around with new technology. So one of the coolest things you could do with Nintendo Switch Online subscription is that you could play NES games, and there's currently 20 supported, but videos have already been surfacing about people hacking the shit out of that and allowing you to uh, load up other NES games that aren't already available on the system. And it's just interesting because we talked about how Nintendo is going to have this rigorous uh, banning system, and no one's been banned yet, but I think and that's because it's not as uh, th- this situation is not gained traction yet in the media. But as soon as it does, Nintendo's going to start cracking down on that stuff. Just silly. And sorry, Nintendo, you do something good, something bad happens to your system. You know, shit happens. But I guess uh, all publicity is good publicity, right? So in this situation, I think you'll get more recognition for your service. Cool. Uh. I want to switch gears a little bit. And as we get towards the end, the latter end of the quick scope that I want to do, I just want to talk about how, as a fan of gaming and as a fan of sports in general, and I'm talking all sports like baseball, football, um, lacrosse, soccer, whatever you want to say, whatever it is, I always use ESPN to get my news. And some of you might be like, ha, ESPN is terrible. But, you know, they have a format that I like. I get the information that I need. I get all the scores. It's great. And I've been finding myself more and more drawn to the esports page. And I was just on it today and it, it dawned on me that everything I'm looking for in a sports website that I get for the NFL, for soccer, for whatchamacallit, for the NBA, um, yeah, MLB, sorry, whatever, whatever sport it is, I see now they're making that effort and pushing it into esports as well because all the articles you see on this fucking homepage the same exact format you'd see for any other major american sport and that's really really cool to see i'm talking about you get to see the top five players of each position in the league as if like you rank the top 100 nba players right you get to see the top power laners you get to see which team did what which team made the headlines who has the drama who's doing it where where it's going and like it's a one-stop shop for everything related to esports I'm not advertising espn specifically though yo espn if you want to uh if you want to sponsor us we will not say no it's just very cool to see that these same formats for these major sports is being applied to esports and they're being done well, they're being done effectively and being done by people who are clearly very passionate and are willing to adapt that information. Yes, they're gonna do it for a paycheck, but also I'm thinking that ESPN is smart enough to pick people to write articles who actually like the fucking thing they're writing articles about. So, something cool to notice, and if you're a fan of esports, go check it out. And, ten, or sorry, espn.com esports is as simple as that. And you'll be able to see what I'm talking about because you can just see the format, the layout, just makes it so easy to see what's going on in the industry that we all love. Now, talking about esports, I just want to wrap up quick scope because this is really funny to me. You can't have a movement or you can't be a true league unless there's motherfucking haters and there's protesting. And I bring this up because very recently... There was some protesting for esports and pro- protesting against esports specifically, and I'm talking about haters. So, like, that's where, uh, like, when you hear this, when you hear protesting, I'm sure you think of this. You fucking crazy man! You sound insane. Do you realize that? Yeah, it sounds insane to hear that there is protesting against esports, but that's exactly what happened. I'm just going to give you a quick rundown. So during a match, fans of BSC Young Boys, which is a football or soccer for you plebes, um, football club based out of Swiss city of Bern threw tennis balls and controllers with derogatory messages scrolled onto them onto the field as Young Boys, which is the name of the team, played French club Basel. This is an article from Game Rant. I'm just like quoting it, but the fans unfurled a banner with a pause button on it and they displayed their distaste of esports. Why? You're wondering why and I'm gonna tell you. Well, fans are upset at the fact that the clubs are investing in esports and have esports teams and are not investing in the actual sport that they started with, which is soccer in this case. So it's just really funny because this particular club, Young Boys, have an esports team and it competes in FIFA tournaments, but they've invested, I guess, too much money to their fans' ire and they had the fans just had to let everybody know. Um this protest actually stopped the match for two full minutes. And I mean, in reality, that's pretty short thinking for a football match, but it, it stopped the match. They had to clean up the field, and then the fans wrapped that shit back up and uh their team went on to win seven to one so i apparently didn't affect the team at all which is fucking hilarious um i don't know to me it just makes sense that you're going to get haters especially when something's booming i never thought uh there'd be people so angry right now in life at esports that they'd have to protest it but it's it's almost like good to see because you know it's actually growing right that's that's at least the way i'm viewing it so whatever the case is that is the end of the quick scope and that's what i got for you i know this is amazing this is amazing so let's just roll this momentum straight into the game spotlight yeah i know that's not the actual soundbite that you usually get with the game spotlight. But unfortunately, Sola and I forgot to exchange sound bites, and I had to make some shit up. So that's on the fly. And it's fine. For this picture game spotlight this week, we will be talking about. Well, it really, it's going to be quick, but it's also just very funny. We've been talking about the battle royale genre. Well, guess what? There's more battle royale genre. And this comes in the form of cute motherfuckers. Fucking animals. Alright, so this is a game called Super Animal Royale. It is coming out on Steam and is made by Pixile. That's both a developer and publisher. What is it? Well, it's a top-down drawn cartoon battle royale. What does it do? What is it about? And, you know, what can I tell you about it? Well, you have hilarious little animals fighting each other to death with guns and other weapons it is From the top town perspective meaning I think you're gonna go around with WSD But I haven't been able to confirm that so like you move around with your keyboard Or I guess with the controller in situation and then you point your gun in different directions with your mouse or with your right stick like you normally would but You aim in directions, okay What's interesting about this game is that you're going to use line of sight, even though it is a top down game and normally you can see you know, every part of the map. There are going to be obstacles, including trees and objects and whatever the case is that actually prevent you from seeing behind them. So you need to move around them to get the angle. And if you see a person on the other side of the map and then hide behind you know, a tree, they won't know you're there and you can actually get the jump on somebody like that. So that's how they go around um, cover. That's how they're going to address using cover in a battle royale, which is very big in Fortnite and very big in PUBG and any other uh, battle royale you'd make. So it's just a very, very funny and cool idea. Um, You're going to play on Beautiful Illustrated Island, which is obviously that's what everyone's doing. It's going to have different biomes and topography. You're going to be able to find weapons in the wild and items to aid your survival. You can also chop down tall grass because apparently that's where items are going to be. What else can I tell you about this game? Well, one of the main things in battle royales is apparently you need to land on the fucking island from something in the sky and in this particular instance you're going to be riding on a big ass motherfucking eagle. And this eagle is going to you know, (laughs) fly over the island, you're going to hop off, and you're going to have an umbrella that brings you down to the ground. The um, animals you can use in the game includes cats, dogs, foxes, deer, sloths, and pandas, and these are all going to be murdering each other, murdering the shit out of each other. It's hilarious. There's going to be early access coming out in October, so that is in just a few days. Be excited, and you'll be able to check it out then. I mean, I think there's there's going to be a lot of people who are going to get on this game just because it looks like just an indie game. It's looks hilarious and funny and who doesn't want to see animals kill each other in cute defenseless little ways i don't even know um but yeah i just want to cover something that i found pretty funny in terms of a battle royale I'm, i'm probably gonna pick it up not gonna lie just because you gotta play every battle royale that's out there right that's just like the current meta of gaming so why not try it out all right with that being said, Matt is all I have for this particular episode, and I thank you so much for bearing with me through this journey because, yeah, I was just, I was just winging it, man. Just, just winging it. And I know when we go through and listen to the episode again, Everyone's going to realize that it's so much better than solos, so... Hadouken, Hadouken. Yeah, that's just two Hadoukens over to solo, even though I, I don't even mean it. Um, I am happy and very, very excited for the future of this show and what we're doing, and I'm glad you stuck with me for the interim while solo is out getting some shit done next week we should be back to our regularly scheduled program and i know that there are plenty of things that we have to do and want to do for those on the show so please again hit us up on twitter at people like games or at lilo plg and be sure to check us out on our uh, subreddit and just interact with us we got some questions up there We have some items we want to discuss with you and we want to just get people's feedback. So anything you can say, constructive criticism is always welcome. Just, uh, you know, let us know how you feel and let us know if you want to be involved in the show because we will get you on here. Hope you all have a great week and I look forward to speaking with you next week. Adios.